It's your daily dose. I'm Bob. It's the last Friday of the month, which means Friday shorts. Nick and I record a lot of conversations, and some of them are too short to be full podcasts, but too fun and interesting to leave on the editing room floor. So we decided to batch them together and serve them up to you like a little poo-poo platter of fun and humor. Enjoy these tasty tidbits from throughout this month. I was thinking about opening a restaurant. Yeah. And so you have to have all good ingredients. You have to have everything. But part of it is like, I think making everything really clever. And Well, you are clever. That's an ingredient that you have to put into everything. Yeah. And I think you have to do that with your menu. And so I think the anything can happen taco, mm. which is just, I, for whatever reason, somebody was saying these words in some sort of order. And that's what I heard. <laughs> anything can happen. You want tacos or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like $50 and you get tacos, but then you get an experience that goes along with that. And you have no idea what that experience is. <laughs> we could just douse you in glitter for an hour and a half. We can, you'd have your own cheering section at work for the entire day. You know, it would be something odd like that. I love that concept. Where it's a, it's a magical piece of food. It's a magical food item that you order somewhere and then something happens to you because of it. We never know where stories are going to come from, right? We never know when they're going to happen. And so sometimes you just need that. You need like this little magical experience yeah, in this bite-sized chunk, which is the taco. And it just happens to go along with it. But the taco is like, it's a door that you're opening to yes. an experience, just right? Like, I mean, tacos are doors, let's face it. Well, and they're, they're certainly not sandwiches. I agree. They're, they're doors. They are, I, I think this is a really cool idea. They are much more similar to doors than sandwiches. I, I think we've put that conversation and that argument think, to rest. I think, yeah, it's sealed. It's solid. <laughs> That's family is funky. I have, I have a friend who's really pushing the concept that family isn't the people that you were born into, that you actually get to choose. You know who's your family and who's not your family, and I do I do agree with that. I think we get overly sentimental just because there's blood involved. Yeah, and it's like, so what if you don't get along with your parents, or your sister, or anyone in your family, and you're like they're not my kind of person. I don't. Rather than fight with them all the time, wouldn't you rather just say that this is someone I'm related to? Yeah, and. I'll deal with them when I have to. We had we had a beginning together. Even the concept of, well, that's your sister. You have to love her. <laughs> I remember Don't my, have to like her. Yeah, my grandmother used to say that when I was a kid. Now that's your sister. You have to love her. I'm like, no, I don't. And it's it seems like it's built in, right? But it's there's a difference between when a parent has a child. I believe to some extent, I, I don't have a choice in loving my kids or not, that the minute I met them, there was another force that ripped the center of my universe out of me and put it in another human being. So, but not so much when it comes to siblings, you know, not so much when it comes to cousins, even not so much when it comes to parent kids looking at their parents, it's a different dynamic. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think you should be able to choose your family and do the best you can with the family that you have. Sure. But if you get to a point where we just don't have things in common or we don't really enjoy each other's company, that should be okay too. Yeah, unless they're rich. <laughs> in which case, make sure you're in the will, right? <laughs> unless they're rich. 
Hey, man, we lost Alex Trebek. I know. That made me... I knew he was sick. Yeah. I knew he was sick. It does. I mean, such a consistent person in all of our lives for so long. That's the thing. It's that every night... I'd see this guy and he had so many delicious, awkward moments. Oh yeah. I mean, and, but the question I always had throughout this whole series is honestly, how smart was Alex Trebek? I mean, he had all the answers so he could act all cocky and smarmy when people got things wrong. Right. But how, how would he compete at his own game? I think it's comparable to the newscaster, right? Are they just reading the news or are they writing and reporting on the news as well? Right? So right. Uh, Connie Chung, uh, Dan Rather, uh, Tom Brokaw. <laughs> I love right? Joe's people who aren't on the air anymore. Well, because they're not on the air anymore, you still hear from them, right? right like right. Dan Rather is famously had, you know, talked a lot about the election and Trump and stuff like that mm-hmm. because he had all this different perspective of covering the news for so long. Right, right. And so I think for Alex Trebek, I'm I'm guessing you just uh, osmosis that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Like but... you are reading that stuff every day, and I'm sure he looked at the answers because he had to be prepared for them. He didn't want to necessarily, you know, get them wrong or say something wrong or pronounce something uh, wrong. So he knew the <laughs> he literally knew the answers. I love when he got French answers. Oh yeah, because man, he because he was French Canadian, and yep. he he would make sure that he said le fleur de lys. You know, yeah, la bleu nom de bleu. So uh, what you're saying is I should apply for that job, being French-Canadian. Honestly, you should. You would make a great next Alex Trebek. You would be fun, funny. It would be, it would be Jeopardy with a twist, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. although I don't know that the audience for Jeopardy probably wants a twist. You could call it Jep Nerdy. Jep Nerdy. <laughs> we'll, wor- we'll workshop the title. But don't you think that? Because I remember like with watching and I'm not saying that the audience of Jeopardy is is uh, any particular category or means <laughs> any one way. But I'm imagining just like Wheel of Fortune and the other game shows, it skews a little bit older. Oh, yes. No question. Yeah. No question. Look at the ads that occur around it. You know, it's like For sure. it's all pharmaceutical ads and senior living. Yeah. It's, you know, so, yeah, I agree. Well, so, and guess what? I, I don't think, think you, they're ready for my jelly. I think you appeal to older people. I think, yeah. Why wouldn't you appeal to older people? Well, I am old now. Yeah. I keep I mean, denying you're one, that. You're one of them. Right? Yeah, I'm one the, of us. The more silver you get one in that beard. Us. <laughs> one of us. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening to Your Daily Dose. In all seriousness, it really stinks that we lost Alex Trebek, but we know he'll be right by our side as we're yelling at the screen at the contestants on Jeopardy or at each other for thinking we know the answers to the questions on Jeopardy or at ourselves for not remembering the right answer, even though it was right on the tip of our brain. And if you need a minute, there's a cathartic nature to yelling. If you need a minute right now, just to yell at me and Bob, Certainly, I can understand the Bob part of that. Go right ahead. Did you, is that it? Come on, one more. You got one more in you. Nice.